In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Did you pick up on either of those two clues that Dr. Goldstrom tossed your way with the two hymns we've sung so far this morning? This is the sixth Sunday of Easter. I know. See, I can read as well as you. Well, probably not, but still well enough. This is the sixth Sunday of Easter, to be sure. But it used to be Oh, how I love that phrase and that sentiment. Used to be. It used to be called Rogation Sunday. In our old prayer book, which we stopped using in 1979, and the older ones before that, it was a Sunday each year when we gave thanks for the glories of creation, for the beauty of the earth, for the splendor of the world, and all those good gifts around us from the wayside flower to the purple-headed mountain, not overlooking the river running by. Seems odd to me somehow that just when the rest of the world is finally becoming more aware of ecology and the environment and humanity's need to take great care of this glorious earth, to do all that we can to safeguard and restore and preserve and fully appreciate the natural world, precious but now so threatened, just as the rest of the world takes on that realization and that consequent commitment, National Episcopal Church liturgical reformers, rampaging with slash-and-burn zeal, clear-cutting some of the most magnificent features of admittedly dated prayers, decided to junk Rogation Sunday. (laughs) Toss it in the rubbish bin, not even the recycle bin. (laughs) Decided that we Episcopalians no longer need a Sunday dedicated to the beauty of creation and the call of our God to preserve and protect and defend and appreciate it and to ask his continuing blessing upon it all and to ask his assistance that we might be good stewards, at least a little better stewards than we are, caretakers of the glories of his creation. Brilliant, cold-hearted scholars of our church decided we don't need a Sunday dedicated to that. Oh, no. We need one more Sunday in Easter. (laughs) A sixth Sunday. I happen to know that the bishop is safely in Florida (laughs) at a conference for the Episcopal Church of Jerusalem. So since it's just us, and he's not in some far back pew that I can't see, I can fear, I can worry, but I think I'm safe. I won't get deposed by telling you I am tired of Easter. I think it goes on too long. Some things do, even good things. Wagnerian operas. <laughs> a game of peekaboo with a seven-year-old boy in the row in front of me on a cross-country flight. Easter just goes on too long. 
the great 50 days we're supposed to say. I say one great Sunday, a spectacular vigil the night before, and a pretty good and pleasant week following before all the lilies and the hyacinths start to die, nibbling on chocolate eggs and jelly beans, and then another Sunday to sing all the rest of the great Easter hymns that we didn't sing yet. And then a pretty iffy stretch. Sunday after Sunday after Sunday. I'm sorry, but I'm tired of saying Alleluia, Alleluia every time I look at you. (laughs) This coming Thursday is Ascension Day. Jesus will ascend to the right hand of God the Father, go back to the Godhead from which he was incarnate 33 years before, back to heaven to be seated at the right hand of God. Gone. Finished. Done. And next Sunday it will still be Easter. (laughs) A seventh Sunday. Even Jesus hasn't stuck around for that. I much prefer Rogation Sunday to the sixth Sunday of Easter. For one thing, as you have noticed by now, I can't pronounce the sixth Sunday of Easter. (laughs) Rogation Sunday. I nail that every time. But there's more to it than that. We Episcopalians had an Earth Day 400 years before anyone else even thought of it. And we tossed it aside. And frankly, I don't know why. Not only is Rogation Sunday seemingly mandated by the state of the natural world around us and the threats it faces, but Rogation Sunday has a wonderful and stunningly endearing history that shows Episcopalians and our Church of England forebears at our best, our absolute best. The Rogation Sunday procession, the old English custom on Rogation Sunday of going outside with everyone still vested, dressed in their finest, to bless the gardens and the fields and the landscape surrounding each tiny parish church in England was wonderful. The festivities of an old-fashioned Rogation Sunday were quintessentially characteristic of us. It was a wonderfully devout and a wonderfully fun day. And that's a mix, devotion and fun, that causes confusion and distress to people who are fiercely determined to be seriously religious. (laughs) Episcopalians have never been skilled at any kind of single-minded, narrow-minded, adamant religion. The Rogation Sunday procession was a wonderful thing with great holiness and a wonderfully endearing messiness about it as well. The congregation would set out from the church and process hither and yon all around the legal bonds of the parish, asking God's blessing on everything they saw. If you happened to be passing a pub whilst all this blessing and processing was going on, There was really no shame in stopping in for a bit before rejoining the procession. Some thought far enough ahead to bring along hampers of food 
to refresh themselves through all of this peripatetic praying. The church stalwarts would emerge from the pub after a brief stop, and the procession would resume. Children played along the way, chased each other, got quietly but not very seriously scolded by their moms, and were fitted back into the procession, only to have the whole thing unravel again fairly soon when another child thought up some new antic or yet another pillar of the church needed yet another pint of ale, and a slightly befuddled clergyman was stumbling along, intoning gorgeous prayers, all written for him hundreds of years before by the Archbishop Cranmer. Father Mark would know more about all of this than I do. I mean, he would know more about the traditional arcane British customs than I do, not that he would know more about being a befuddled priest. No one knows more about that than I do. (laughs) But we caught a glimpse, I think, that God loves his creation and adores his people. We joined all other believers in knowing that God forgives us. But we added something wonderfully endearing, that God is probably amused by our silliness and not put off by how far we stray from things from time to time. These are just some of the most obvious and magnificent and heartwarming aspects of Rogation Sunday's meaning. There is another, very subtle, but astoundingly important aspect, as critical to our spiritual survival as taking care of the earth that God made is for our physical survival. Rogation Sunday, rogation, from the Latin rogare, to ask. To ask a blessing on the earth and all its creatures, plants and animals and its stunning natural features. But rogare also reminds us to ask for all sorts of things. We're reluctant, it seems to me, to ask for much of anything. Men, it is said, are reluctant to ask for directions. Quite a different matter when they're asked to give directions. But I think on the whole, all of us are embarrassed to ask. Before you snicker that I'm as ignorant of human nature as I am of how to pronounce Sixth Sunday, I ask your patience. We are not as selfish, as self-centered, as grasping and greedy as we lead ourselves to believe we are. Just the opposite, I think. I think at least when it comes to our relationship to God, we are the opposite. We are too timid, too reserved, too circumspect. I hope to do my best. I hope to offer to God all that I can. I hope and intend and try to be faithful and responsible. I do think I'm supposed to do that. I forget that I'm also supposed to ask, to ask for things, for myself, for those I love, to ask for healing and hope, to ask for consolation and comfort, 
to come right out and ask for faith and relief when dark days of doubt descend, to ask for help, ask for guidance, ask for clarity, ask for inspiration, ask for abounding and flourishing and sustaining blessings, and, yes, ask for gifts and goodies for ourselves, for those around us, for those we love. Did I just say to ask for what we need? It gets more astonishing than that. We are encouraged, or we were by Rogation Sunday, to ask for what we want, not just what we need. Rogare. I want health and more stamina. I want happiness, and I want meaning, and I want usefulness. I want a nice home, and I want to meet a wonderful man, and I want safety, and I want security, and I want peace. And I want a pony. (laughs) Rogation Sunday, underneath its Latin mask, says... Well, then just ask. Ask for one. Rogare, silly. I'm not making all of this up in order to make me feel better about myself, grasping greedy beneficiary Bill. Here's a quote from Jesus Christ. Ask what you will, and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, running over. I don't know how much comfort I get from a sixth Sunday of Easter. I miss the comfort and I miss the Sunday that once said, I know you, I know your type, I know you need reassurance, I know you need to be encouraged so that you will feel okay about asking for things. Well, then here's a Sunday to remind you that God expects you to ask, intends you to ask, wants you to ask, is just waiting for you to ask. I miss a Sunday like that, a rogation Sunday, a rogare Sunday, a Sunday that reminds me to appreciate the breathtaking natural glories around me, to remind myself to try to do my best to take better care of all those good gifts around us and to ask for whatever else I might need in addition. I miss a Sunday that did all of that. Glad we still at least have the hymns. They were a help and a good reminder. I did ask God if it would be all right for me to preach this morning on a Sunday that just doesn't exist anymore. I think I heard him say, I hope I heard him say, go ahead, do it, glad you asked. In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.